Slovak and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the All-Star Break, everybody. Hey! Oh, also, we are an hour away from tag season in the NFL, so guys like Saquon Barkley can hold their breath until March 5th. Um, it is, uh, it's an interesting time. That's a lie. It's not very interesting at all. Uh, there's not a ton to talk about. <laughs> this and mid July are odd times for sports fans. We won't be so bad. We can have a weekend without football. We'll be just fine. Ah! It does and, suck. Coward and Patrick ran away as quickly as possible. People are on vacation with their families in Florida, but we are going to entertain you for the next two hours. We promise you that. But we will. That's a promise. We will. We I will. mean, we're we promising. Will. We will entertain you. We will do our best here. It's in the a promise. Region. Yeah, do our best. All right. Yeah, I like that. I mean, we've lowered the expectations. Promise is a big, big thing. We oh. will be on the air for the next two hours. Yeah, I mean, I'm tired. It's been a long day. All right, but it is almost tag season. Uh, in the NFL, and it's I, I think I feel like the the franchise tags are always one of those ones that like you see some of them coming. But there's always a few that are like, Wait, really that guy? You tag that guy, huh? Um, right now, everyone's pointing fingers at like T Higgins. Um, you know Saquon Barkley. I Saquon could very well get tagged again. Would you tag him again? No. Now would you? Are you saying that because you're a good person, or are you saying that because you don't think they need him at all? The Saquon Barkley run for the New York Giants is over. It's done. He had a great overall running back comparison career, and I say that like kind of a little mumbled because of I'm trying to compare him to other running backs in his era when he was entering the NFL. He's been a top-tier back during that time when historically we look at running backs, he's not that great. But that's more about the league. So, no, it's time for the New York Giants to move on. There's no more reason to franchise tag Saquon Barkley. LeVac, this past summer, you and I talked about, is the Giant offense better with or without Saquon? That's an easy topic. The answer is always with. However, we've hit a point now for the New York Giant franchise where it's not about the running back anymore. It's not personal to Saquon. Hell, it's not even about performance anymore with Saquon. It's the Giants have to catch Philadelphia, and they got to catch Dallas. And unfortunately for Saquon Barkley, it's just not you. They got a few other pieces and they need some room and they need some money and they need some assets that if they want to catch those two teams, the spot where they can say, eh, we'll piece it together is running back. Because all the teams, again, for a second consecutive season who were successful, found different ways to make the running back position work. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Super Bowl is pretty interesting you know, science experiment when it comes to the running back position. You have one of the highest paid in the game in a rookie contract, a seventh-round rookie contract. Think about that. Mr. Irrelevant going up against a seventh-round running back in the Super Bowl. And Mr. Irrelevant, the quarterback for the Niners, and the seventh-round running back, Isaiah Pacheco, who a lot of people, he was the um, fashionable pick for MVP going into the Super Bowl. It, it is. We can't forget about the other guy in the other backfield, though. We do remember Christian McCaffrey. Is right. That, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but here's the thing. He hasn't won a Super Bowl. And he's not, he's not your typical halfback. He's not a running back. He's, 
He's a what Merrill Hodge, or he's he's a factor back. Like he's a wide receiver out of the backfield who can run the football. He he fixes a lot of things. But again, with all that money tied up in him, they haven't won a Super Bowl yet. So and Carolina's the one who paid him originally. They've been a dumpster fire since he left. Last year, the Eagles and the Chiefs, the there was no money in that running back room either side. You historically speaking, big ticket running backs haven't been in the big game in a very long time. Or at least it feels that way. I have to look more definitively. Well, the league overall is looking at the number that our running back can be paid and said, we just have to spend our money somewhere else. We have to spend it at quarterback. We have to spend it at offensive tackle. Wide receivers are getting a ton of money because they become the primary target of the quarterback. And we can run through those teams. Like my Buccaneers, Rashad White's had a really good season. Rashad White's a nice player. They didn't really want him. They, they kind of got stuck with him. The Green Bay Packers had a very good season. The reason Aaron Jones came back to the Packers, like everyone's like, whoa, Aaron Jones, free agent. He's going to make a lot of money. This song never came. Aaron Jones like, I'm not going to, to, uh, to test the market. I kind of like having a paycheck. I'm going to come back to Green Bay. Everyone's hyping up A.J. Dillon like, you know, 25 years old. Could be the prize of running back. Really? There's a reason why some running backs continue to come back to contenders because they feel like that's the way they can make some money to show their value on really good teams. Saquon Barkley, a really nice player, but if he decides to walk away, um, I guess both sides in this case would walk away from the Giants, they can go test it. Bills fan, what have you had about it? a year and a half of whether or not Saquon Barkley will be a Bill I saw, uh, now this could have been a fake graphic because it is social media in 2024 of most likely landing spot for Saquon. The Bills weren't even on there. They, even the Bills are like, you know what, we're good with James Cook now. Well, when's the last time they paid a running back? Yeah. Well, and, and like, I think there was a lot of parallels between Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs last year, at least going into the season. Once you got to the season, the, those are very different. But if you if you recall, both tagged. Both came to some kind of agreement with the team going into the season. Both showed up. Both were there in the beginning. Jacobs got hurt. Now, was he hurt because Josh McDaniels was overusing him? Was he really, really hurt? What was it? But the question that is being asked to the Raiders front office now, Tom Telesco, the new GM, and, and it was and I saw this somewhere else. I'm completely stealing, but I don't remember who said it first. It's not if Zamir White is a better running back than Josh Jacobs or vice versa. It's is Josh Jacobs a $10 million a year better running back than Zamir White? Because if he's not, let Jacobs go. That money that you would have had to pay him, you're still in the rookie contract for Zamir White. Go fill another hole because you got plenty of them. You got like, listen, I'm a Raiders fan, but plenty of holes, Giants fans, plenty of holes. Do you think it's better for you? To bring back Saquon at whether it's a tag, I I think I think if you tag him, I as his agent I have to make him hold out now. Because it is like we we came back out of out of good conscience and everything like that. Mind you, you tag him again after this, and it's like, what a gajillion dollars I think it is after that. Like you have to pay him like quarterback money if you try to tag him a third time. So it's the last time they're going to tag him if they tag him. But even if you tag him, what is that? Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen million dollars this year. If the New York Giants decide to tag Saquon Barkley, I would really think it's just stubborn at that point. And it feels like, and everyone has their favorite teams, it feels like right now in mid-February, the most stubborn NFL franchise, if they decide to bring back Saquon Barkley, is the New York Giants. 
because they don't want to give up on Daniel Jones. Why? Because the ownership group believes in him. They gave him a contract. They think he's the future. That's what they're saying to the media. Okay, fine. We want Saquon Barkley. He's been a great New York Giant. He's been a role model. We want him. Okay, but he wasn't very good last season. He was okay. He probably wasn't worth the price you paid him. We know that for a fact in comparison to other running backs. But you just want to have him there. You had a big-time wide receiver in Odell in the prime of his career. You paid him, and then you traded him, and then you didn't want a big-time wide receiver after that. Well, you did. You got Kenny Galladay, and that was an all-time bust. Like, there are certain things. I don't know if it's and, – and Brian Dable, like the Wink Martindale stuff. You weren't going to budge on that. There's some stubbornness, some old school. There's something going on here with the Giants, and maybe it's just having the franchise for so long. Like, we won doing it this way, and this is the way we're always going to do it. We believe in the player more than the performance, which is very nice for a movie. It's pretty cool to put out in a press release and a quote to the New York media, but everybody else isn't doing that anymore. Everybody else is finding other ways to win. So if that ends up being the case, it's more stubborn than smart for the Giants. It feels it feels like you, they think it's the easy button, right? So, like, all right, we still don't have the wide receivers we need. Uh, we made a big play at tight end. It didn't quite work out last year, but who knows? This year will be better. Daniel Jones is going to be healthy. We need that guy in the backfield to protect him and not just physically block for him, but actually protect him stat-wise. Like, so a two-yard screen pass becomes a 35-yard pass, and he looks so, so much better. We need that because we have so many weaknesses in other places. Go get a running back in the draft and fix those other places. Like, like take a wide receiver, take a quarterback, do all those things because definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. If you keep tagging and bringing back Saquon without actually building some kind of long-term plan around him, you're never going to win. And in a copycat league where more and more teams are successful without that marquee star running back than are with him, I think you got to let him go. I, I mean, I, it's. I think you threaten to tag him and see if you can get something for him. Maybe do the non-exclusive tag. Then you're also a chance you're left holding the bag too, where you got to give him money. Like this isn't this isn't like Dallas. Dallas with Tony Pollard. Dallas needs to clear up cast rates big time. They've got to get Michael Parsons. They've got to get Dax deal redone most likely. Uh, CD Lamb. There, there's like so many pieces that they need to fix. I think doing a franchise tag hurts them a ridiculous amount. And none of those three running backs. Saquon did the best of those three. Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley. They were the three that were tagged. None of them lit the world on fire. Saquon was the closest, but none of them. It was at the what end of the season, Tony Pollard started to look like Tony Pollard. It took a whole season for him to get there. I know he's coming off an injury, whatever. But none of them looked like they were worth the money that was spent on them, let alone what you would have to spend to actually get them to sign a long-term contract. So I think running back is out of the tag, at least for this year. Uh, there's the answer right there. That's what made the 2023 offseason and now the 2024 offseason, to me, really interesting, really interesting. Because what you said there is that we've now become used to the franchise tag for most teams being a running back thing. Hey, because the cap is moving and because the salaries of running backs are going down on average and we can still keep you because of your age, it sounds out loud to make the most sense to franchise tag a running back. But what we just saw this past offseason with Jacobs and Barkley, there will be teams who never do that ever again. They're like, the impact of those two players wasn't big enough for us to get to the postseason. 
It wasn't worth it in comparison to other running backs who outperformed them. The franchise tag for a running back could have died this past offseason off of two backs who were really good in 2022, the reason why they were tagged in 2023. It could be over. Like, that could be the end result. I don't know what – and here's the other bizarre part about it. What could have changed it? I know I did this conversation with you in July and August. If Saquon Barkley went for 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns and Josh Jacobs led the AFC in rushing, we could have been sitting here the same time and said, you know, it's tough to be a running back. Like, yep. I-, I can't even tell you that if they performed well, they would have gotten a contract, which is the most frustrating part about it. That's That even probably proves the point of the tag's probably done for running backs. I can't scream and yell about this team should tag this running back because I don't even have an argument to do it anymore. Oh, oh no, I, I think I think you will still see tags for, for running backs the caliber of Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. I think you'll still see them because it means I didn't have to give you a long-term deal. Because that means that I've, I've now turned a four- or a five-year deal into a five- or six-year deal. Like, that's and – and then you're done. And then it's over. And if you – and again, if you blow up this year, I have another tag in my pocket I can use. I'll use that on you. Seven years, six or seven years. And if you start to tail off towards the end, bye-bye. But even if you don't, bye-bye. Because guess what? I'm going to do it all over again. I'm going to go draft another guy that kind of reminds you of you in this year's draft. There's probably some sports fans who are running back fans like you are, because we both are oh, running back fans. The yeah. running back position is cool. They would say, you know what? The tag is unfair. Like the whole the whole concept of the tag is not fair. That your employer, well, you know, the NFL obviously in this case, but just think about your own work when we talk about this. Your contract ends for your employer, and rather than negotiating a deal in good faith with your employer, they just say, hey, you're coming back for a year. We'll give you a raise, like a significant raise, but we won't give you job security. We won't even tell you if you're a good employer in, or an employee in comparison to other people. We're just bringing you back for another year. We're just going to do it. And yeah, just look around a little bit. Maybe you'll bring you back. Maybe we won't. But the reason that it really doesn't matter if you do or don't like the tag is because guess what they'd do if there was no tag? They'd probably just give them one-year deals. they probably right. just leverage it out and be like, you want to come play for one year? No. Okay. Somebody the only else thing is then, one. then collusion becomes obvious because at that point, you mean to tell me that if we both we both run teams, you run the Buccaneers, I run the Raiders, we both want Saquon Barkley really bad. He's a he's a complete and total free agent. He goes to you and goes, I'm pretty much in. I'm pretty much in. I just got to find out. I think Vegas is going to offer me two years. And you go, what? Okay. Call them. And then you call them first. And go, what are you doing two years? We, we agreed one year deals. Well, man, we're going for two. All right, cool. Click. We'll go two. Like that's it's if you want a player bad enough, you're gonna give him that extra year. You just you just front load the contract. Yep. I don't know. It's gonna be very. This is an interesting tag because we we kind of knew who was getting tagged last year. I don't. I, I think T Higgins, maybe the big defensive tackle from Baltimore, Madam Madam Bouquet or whatever the heck his naked name is. And then after that, I'm not really sure. I'm just not sure who it's going to be. May not be as many as we've been used to in past off seasons because of contracts and quarterbacks and how teams are manipulating the salary cap and everything else. Like even as we move through this spring, giant fan and other NFL fans who are looking for running backs, think about the options out there. Do you want Saquon or Josh Jacobs? Would you rather have a rookie and go get another position you want an upgrade for respect to whatever team you're rooting for an offensive lineman, defensive lineman somewhere else? What about Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry all but retired in Tennessee, didn't retire from the NFL, but basically said, hey, I know my future is no longer here. 
He's an option for the running back spot. Zeke Elliott. Uh, Zeke Elliott. Is that Derrick Henry calling me right now? Zeke Elliott. <laughs> basically, hey, he was okay at the end for the Patriots. Wasn't good at the start. But Zeke Elliott had an impact for New England yeah. later in the season. He's still out there. Well, it's like there's two backs thing. Like, like the old saying for quarterbacks used to be, if you have two, that means you don't have one. Now I think the new the new saying for running backs, if you don't have two, you don't have enough. Even uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was, was garbage a lot after his first two years. But there was a window where he stepped in when Pacheco was kind of banged up and helped out and helped got kept the Chiefs on their ascension to the postseason. You know, if you're going to go into a year, like if you're the Giants, if you're the Raiders, if you're, you know, the teams that have those franchise tag running at Cowboys, Derrick Henry's got to be highly sought after. If I can go Zamir White and Derrick Henry in the backfield for the Raiders, I got to feel like I got a chance. Now, if I don't have that other back, if he's my feature back, I'm good. No, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. We're going to look to the draft. We're going to look to the UFL. We're going to do those things. Um, it is LeVac and Gaz. And earlier today, I was talking, uh, I was talking, I was talking, you know, cars, trucks with Andy Gelcher, one of the owners over at uh, Mohawk Chevrolet. He was at the Daytona 500 when it got rained out, had to come back, didn't get to watch the race. This guy's everywhere. He's, listen, I'm going to tell you a secret, okay? So I'm, I don't, actually, I don't know if it's a secret. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you. He is so well-liked by the people at GM that they bring him to all this stuff. And that is one of the reasons there's over 260 new vehicles on the lot at Mohawk Chevrolet. That is also because of you, because you keep going to Mohawk Chevrolet. You keep making that smart decision and getting your vehicle from the people you can trust together. Let's drive at Mohawk Chevrolet, that great, beautiful dealership, the fleet services right there in the back. And because of that, Andy gets to go to Daytona 500. But he didn't get to because it got rained out the day he was there. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> he was, he's like he's you know he's 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 my friend. And so we pick on each other. What do you want me to do? But no, it's it's um, it's so cool when you talk to somebody like that because, you know, was it Nolan Arenado? You just heard him talking about baseball like it's just a job. Anthony Rendon. Rendon, same thing. Although Arenado uh, may have, and I missed all those it. all those corner infielders look alike to me. Um, but the, the, the beauty of it is when I'm sitting there talking to him about cars and he's getting fired up about, the, about the bow ties, the Chevys in the race, and he likes Honda still, you know, from his days with, with Mohawk Honda, but he loves Mohawk Chevy, loves it. Stopped answering emails that don't go to his Mohawk Chevy email. Yeah. Allegedly. I think he's just ignoring, ignoring me. Don't forget, LeVac, one <laughs> week from today, we'll be broadcasting live from Mohawk Chevrolet, Woo! February 27th. So we'll be back there one week from today, broadcasting with Andy and the great crew over at Mohawk Chevrolet. Great people. Amazing selection. I love it there. You will love it there as well. My daughter, just she's getting her car back today. She's so excited. She's like, I miss my car so much. That's the way you should feel about your ride. It's A lot of us, it's the second biggest, biggest investment you're going to make, your house and then your ride. You should love it the way I love my truck, the way my daughter loves her car. Mohawk Chevrolet, together let's drive at Mohawk Chevy, where they always go out of their way to please you. Five plus seven, does it equal a happy Gazi bear? Next, right here, Fox Sports Radio 95.9980. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. We are looking at a pretty good ride so far this afternoon, up and down the north way from Colony up into Clifton Park in Saratoga Springs. Top to bottom on 787, that's a pretty good ride. Collar City Bridge, Menands Bridge, both a little slow on your way into Queens. I-90, not too bad from East Greenbush over into Colony, and the throughway is fine. From the WGY Price Chopper Market 32 Traffic Center, I'm Mike Barker.
Taco Bell's new cravings value menu is a big deal. Or rather, it's 10 big deals. From new items like the loaded nachos to familiar favorites like the spicy potato soft taco. Check it out at a participating Taco Bell today. Available for a limited time only while supplies last. Are you a business owner, CEO, or responsible for marketing? If you are, iHeartMedia can help you reach your goals and find new customers. We reach more consumers in your target area than anyone else. And we can give you access to those potential customers more cost-effectively across radio, digital, podcasting, and social. We'd love to show you how iHeartMedia can work for you. From your cell dial, pound 250 and say keyword, great results. That's pound 250 and say great results. Basketball Hall of Famer Dwayne Wade explores the lives and motivations of sports, music, and entertainment icons in his podcast, The Why with Dwayne Wade. In each episode, he delves into the inspiration behind their greatness, reflects on his own career, and goes behind the curtain to get the stories you've never heard. How did you feel about me in 2006? Well, there wasn't a lot of love there, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> We've never had a conversation to this point. Listen to The Why with Dwayne Wade on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Pinnacle Behavior Health IPA reminds you that depression is a debilitating disease that affects more than 3 million people worldwide. It is the second leading disability. Antidepressants don't work for everybody. There are proven drug-free treatments such as transcranial magnetic stimulation. Despite being a newer treatment for depression, TMS has impressive efficiency rates and research results for adult patients. Presented by Pinnacle Behavior Health IPA. Offering TMS. PinnacleBehaviorHealth.com. 518-689-02. Burke Mechanical Systems, a local family-owned carrier authorized dealer with over 35 years experience. They specialize in high-efficiency gas furnaces, boilers, air conditioning, air source heat pumps, and geothermal. With an A-plus rating with a BBB, Burke Mechanical Systems is both an authorized New York State clean heat and NYSERDA participating contractor. Ask about their tune-ups for the heating season, free estimates on replacements, financing, and same-day service. Turn to the experts. Call Burke Mechanical Systems at 518-465-7524 or check out their website at B-O-U-R-Q-U-E-H-V-A-C. Hi, Alyssa here from Lillian David Fine Jewelers. You are just days away from the amazing Lillian David buy one, get one free wedding band sale. Buy one, get one free, or take 40% off, whichever is less for you. Here at Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Located in the shops at Wilton, just down from TJ Maxx. Taco Bell just dropped the new Cravings value menu. Now you can get 10 items for $3 or less, which means you can get the food you want for the price you want. It's almost like you can have your cake and eat it too. But in this case, it's a double-stacked taco from the new Cravings Value menu. So basically, you can have your double-stacked taco and eat it too, which is a lot crunchier than cake. The new Cravings Value menu is here. Get it at Taco Bell today. At participating U.S. Taco Bell locations while supplies last. Contact store for price and participation which vary. Tax extra. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. So we've known where the college football playoff games were there. It's ESPN. They made a uh, <laughs> they made a, a deal, a six-year extension between the college football playoffs and ESPN, which will take their relationship through 2031-32. It's uh, reportedly worth $1.3 billion per year, $7.8 billion in total. Whew. But that was contingent on a decision being made as to the format of the college football playoffs. And guys, we now know it is the five plus seven format. Okay. All right. So the five highest ranked conference champions and the next seven highest ranked teams in the college football playoffs. 
I ask you this, oh Heisman voter, oh bear of the Ghazi, who 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 are the five conference champions now? So <laughs> the SEC. Okay. I am using my fingers. You can't yeah. see this. Me too. I'm right there with you. The Big Ten. Okay. Those are no-brainers, right? The ACC. Okay, I guess. All right, you get in. The Big 12. Who? And I believe the fifth will have to be the group of five. So everybody else left over who aren't those big four. Sure's not the Pac-12? No long RIP. No longer exists. Pac-3? Just Is it Washington State or Oregon State? And the the pack your bags. There is one team I didn't mention there that I'll start with this. There is one fan base that should be absolutely furious today because what Levac and I just did like that's five plus seven. So that's the four major conferences that are left. The group of five is five. And then the seven best teams after that, that's five plus 12 or five plus seven is 12. Sure, that's right. Correct, correct. I'm getting there. Yeah. You should be furious today. If you're a Notre Dame football fan. Nope. You no. don't get to be. Why? You don't get to be. You can join a conference at any time. Big Ten has been flirting with you for years. Big Ten's been over here going, hey, Notre Dame, what's up, girl? You look good today. Mind if I carry your books to class? And then COVID happens, and you needed a conference. And the ACC went, come on in, girl. We got you. Come hang out with us for a year. It's okay. And Notre Dame has been like, eh, okay, fine. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh. oh, no, but we want our own TV contract. You don't get to be a part of it. We want all the NBC money. <laughs> So now we're in a position where that's going to screw them. Good. Good. That's what you get. Greedy Irish. Not the fighting Irish or the greedy Irish. Is Levac. <laughs> Irish, I was in a conference is what they are now. Yes. If, if we didn't explain that well enough, the reason why Notre Dame fans should be upset and they had their opportunities to fix this is that no matter what, because they are not currently in a conference, the highest they can ever be in the college football playoff is five. Six. I thought it was five because they're technically the group of five. That's where it gets a little confusing. Where but they're like, not, that's the conference. Right. But it's no. the group of everybody else. I no, think it's going it's to have to be because those the, the, the everybody else are conferences. They're an independent. They're not in a conference. I could be wrong. I will double check that. But I'm I think almost, the highest thing can be a six. Oh, my God. That's even worse. Because I think this is based on one of the other conferences stepping up and taking the place of Pac-12. That's insane. If you're a Notre Dame fan, now some yeah. people who hate Notre Dame are going to be like, "Doesn't matter. You'll never get that high, anyways." That's not the. That's not the point, though. If you're the second best team, you should be the second best seed. Yeah, like that's how it should be. Now, see, I don't know if the this doesn't say that's what the seeding's going to be, but you're the sixth in. Where you got to think about it. so like uh, Michigan, Syracuse, they have twelve chances to be in. Well, I'm sorry, that's not true. They have eight chances to be in. They can win a conference, or they can be one of the seven. Notre Dame can never win a conference because they're not in one. So they have seven chances to get in versus eight for the other schools. Yes, and there's also an argument that can be made that Notre Dame can whine and complain that I believe it's five, it could be six, we'll figure that out. But they can whine and complain about that, but guess what they could also do? Join a conference. Join a conference is one option, or make a cupcake schedule. Because now if you're Texas or you're Oklahoma – you're going to join the SEC. You can go nine and three, and your losses can be to like spitball in here, uh, Alabama, Georgia, and whatever your non-conference game is. Like you could lose three games against really good teams and not potentially be invited to this. While Notre Dame can beat like Stanford, 
Michigan State, Boston College, Hawaii, they can make their schedule cupcake. So there's two ways to look at it. Mm -hmm. You can say Notre Dame's going to get screwed over because they'll never be considered the highest team. Or, like you said, you had your chance, you blew it for decades. Or Notre Dame football is going to get really boring really fast because they're going to say, give us the easiest opponents because we want to get that money. There's a third. There's a third. And it's the one that I expect to be the most likely. Notre Dame equals ratings. So when the college football playoff committee does their rankings and they're getting down 10, okay, um, Boise State, oh, go, yeah, go, yeah, go, 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 11. Uh, what, how do we feel about uh, Georgia Southern? That's good. But so, is something missing? Does anybody know something's missing? Nothing? No, okay. All right, number 12. This is where it's tough. I really want to fit in. Toledo looked really strong this year. I think they have a chance. What do you mean Toledo? What about what about Virginia Tech? What about this one? That one? Ooh, that's right. We should go for a big school. That's we can do that. We can go for a big school right now. Um, and somebody in the corner goes, "Hey, wouldn't Notre Dame give us the best ratings?" Ooh, number twelve is Notre Dame. Number twelve is Notre Dame. Every time, every single time that they're in the argument, they're going to get it because because their fan base. Listen, we are in New York. You. Your father and myself got on a bus in New York to go to Yankee Stadium to watch Syracuse, which is a New York school, play Notre Dame. And we were the only Cuse fans on a full bus, a full Yankee Trails bus. We were, And we walked on and they booed us. Boo! <laughs> they booed us. And then were nice to us for a little while and then laughed at us the whole way home. It was probably because I was drunk and snoring. But... The Notre Dame equals ratings. They're always going to get an unfair shake in this thing. The, what's going to be great is when we get down to that 12th spot, that bubble spot, if you will, and Florida International had an amazing year, and they, they're the, oh, my gosh. And they get left out for a 10-2 and two Notre Dame team. <laughs> and then everybody goes, we need 13 playoff spots. You know what I'm waiting to happen? I think that's going to be great. It is going to be great theater. Like the Florida State fans who cried about Florida State not getting in last year. Florida State, they went 12-0. and You got crushed. I felt bad that they didn't get in. I really did. But watching the results of the semifinal games and the finals, I think it was pretty pretty easy to say at that point Florida State was not one of the top four teams. They did everything to get there. We won't have as many complainers, I believe. I know, I know we still you funny. Get, I know we still get it at the NCAA tournament with 68 teams and other tournaments. But I would hope that there's a little bit more separation in college football that we can all see what the best teams are. But I want to see the spin job by some of the old school college football analysts. The old college football coaches, not so much because some of the legends have now just stepped aside and retired. But the people that used to have this take of, you know what makes college football the best sport? It's the regular season. We don't need a playoff. We don't need it. What makes college football great is every game means something. That your season's on the line every single week. I can't wait to see the spin job by some of these people. Like, you know, it's really good to have a playoff. You know, <laughs> I've always thought a 12-team playoff's great for the sport. Look how much money it's making its popularity. No, no, no. The ultimate spin job is about to come this fall for some people who stood on. No, no, no. College football never needs it. I love college football. It is my favorite sport. I cannot wait for this. I'm fine with the 12-team format. Some people would want 16. Some people would want 8. But you reward conference champions. You actually make conference championship games mean something against two good teams. 
Most people have dumped their division, so we're going to get great games. That team who wins that game gets a top four seed. If you're not a fan of kids opting out of bowl games, that's going to eliminate that problem. You're going to get content from December to January, more college football. If you complain about the schedule not being uh, as short as it used to be, welcome to NIL. They're going to get paid. They're on campus anyways. They're not waiting around for a month for a football game. All of this is great. Is it really greedy? Yep. Yeah. Is a lot of money going to be made over kids? They're getting paid now too. Yep. Guess what? We're all going to watch. This is one time where greed conquers and actually is better for the sport. We're all going to be Florida State fan. You want to prove it? Go out in the playoff now. This is great for college football. And this seems like the most obvious statement, LeVac, and I don't know why I have to even explain it, but the fact that more teams are in contention to win a championship makes the sport better. Yeah. March Madness is not too far away. The fact that it's 68 teams compete for a tournament, some people still want it expanded, makes that so much fun. The fact that we're going to have 12 teams competing for a national championship from the West Coast to the East Coast is going to make college football more popular than it's ever been in history. I agree. And and listen, if you ask every one of the players in this playoff situation, what would you rather do? Become a professional football player or whatever their major is? 98% are going to say football player and 2% are going to lie to you because they don't know if they can make it to football. Um, so this gives them a better chance. When you were torching Notre Dame and saying it's their fault, I might have missed you saying this, so I apologize. I thought yeah. you said this when you were roasting them. Did you mention that on this committee was the Notre Dame president? I didn't I didn't mention that yet. <laughs> I didn't mention that yet. There's no there's no perfect scenario, but it, like, it is it is the, it, it's, that's just the luck of the Irish right there, right? That's all that is. So again, there's they are always going what Notre Dame has built. I will both make fun of because I hate that they're not in a conference and they get all these like special rights, but I also will have to, you know, tip the cap. They built a school, a program that is extremely polarizing. You can love me. You can hate me. The only thing I don't want is you think nothing of me. And that's Notre Dame. People love Notre Dame. People hate Notre Dame. Growing up, some of the like adults that I looked up to the most were Notre Dame fans. But they were so over the top Notre Dame fans. Even as a kid, I learned the phrase, my two favorite teams are Michigan and whoever's playing Notre Dame. Like that's I learned that as a little kid. And it was because how how over the top Notre Dame fans can be. And that's one of the most over the top fans you're ever going to talk to. So like what they did though is they built they built a monster that everybody wants to be a part of. They either want to slay that monster or cheer for it. I'm curious of this after that take you just had there about Notre Dame and Michigan. And I, I feel I'm not trying to paint you as the bad guy here because you're not going to root for potentially Cinderella in this case. But does college football need more parity? I don't think it's as easy. They're going to get it. Right. I don't think it's as easy as people think that question is. Do they actually need it? L- let me give you my take on that. I would love it. I think it'd be cool if James Madison's the 12 seed or the five or however that seeding goes through or uh, Northern Illinois, Boise State. It's going to be the game that everyone from a Cinderella perspective is going to root for the underdog, the small guy, everything else. But college football has been based on the schools that have been great for 50, 60, 70 years. Like, 
The sport in, that's popular in American team sports that has the least amount of parity is college football. It does. Like, college basketball has the upsets, and in professional sports, the salary cap has helped for more parity. But college football doesn't have parity. And people would say it needs it, but it's like the way you identify the athletes is who plays for Alabama, who plays right. for Michigan, who plays right. for Ohio State, who plays for all, Georgia, all these Clemson. Like, you identify the school, Texas, Notre Dame, before you identify the player. And that sells. Like, there is not constant college football fans who go through the five-star recruits of the portal and everything else. So the brands matter. So I hope there's more parity. I think it's cool. But if you asked every single person on the committee, are you rooting for parity? They said, no, we're rooting for money. What can make us the most <laughs> amount of money? It's not James Madison well, yet. Well, everybody loves an underdog. So it'll be like one of those things. Like one year it'll be James Madison. It'll be that 12th seed. One year it'll be, you know, whoever. Syracuse will do it, even though, though, because you love the bubble, the the basketball sickness will permeate through. But it's just it, it's there's there's so much potential with the way this is laid out. I like this. This is what I wanted, but I wanted it when I thought there was a definitive five power conferences. Now we got to figure out who that fifth power conference is, or is it just the best team out of the power five? Who I don't I don't know. We'll we'll see. It's not bad. I'm I'm happy. We're getting to twelve. I think that's as I can't wait for everybody to complain and say we need seventy five. But we're getting to twelve and that's what matters. One thing we didn't mention here that is conflicting reports, we'll call it. Conflicting reports, maybe just flat out not finalized yet. Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, uh Peach Bowl. Yeah, I got all six there. They don't know what the future is. Like we used to have conference tie-ins, like the SEC would yeah. play the ACC, the Big Ten would play the Pac twelve. Right. Now, because of conference changes and more, that's not been decided. So, look, if you love the Rose Bowl, if you love everything that is Pasadena and the scene on New Year's Day, I believe they haven't confirmed what they're doing yet. So, keep your eyes on social media of how that whole thing is going to work. I'd be fine if it was just based on seating. Like, like one plays 12 here. This one plays this one here. This one plays this. Just whatever. whatever. You know what I mean? Like Again, seriously, whatever. We're finally getting to a point where we got – we're gonna have we're gonna have the twelve best teams, or as close as we're gonna be able to get to figuring that out, fight it out on the field for a championship. I hope I hope this would be funny if they try this. The pod system. So the pod system in college basketball, for those who don't know, like it's set up so that the regional sites are closer to the teams who get it. So for instance, like years ago, like the, Albany had a spot, right? Like UConn and Iona played last year, I believe, because it's closer. It'd be great if they say, hey, we're doing a pod system for the college football playoff. How weird is this? Uh, the West Coast team and the Big Ten team. Look at that. They're going to play in Pasadena. <laughs> and, hey, uh, I mean, it's Atlanta. I guess we could put an SEC team in there. And, look, there's another ACC. The Peach Bowl. The Orange Bowl. Like, oh, no, no, it's the pod system. We swear. No one's going to believe that. But, boy, they could try to sell it like that. I almost would, like, I would wish they would actually say, say the truth. Like, hey, we look through what our criteria is to pick who plays where. And in looking at that, we were, it was made available to us to honor history and it will be the big 10 versus this. It'll be the big, like that would be kind of fun. That would, that'd be cool. We think, uh, we think USC can sell more tickets at the Rose bowl than they can in the orange bowl. So they're going there and who knows? Maybe nobody will care as long <laughs> as they're the higher seed. Yeah. Okay. Like if USC yeah. was like the 10th seed, and then, like in the first round, they got to go to the they got to go to the road. I'd be like, "All right, hold on, no, no, that's not fair. How dare you?" 
Um, back on the winning track, our good friends, the Firewolves. The first place Albany Firewolves. Levac, they won their biggest game of the season over the, over the weekend at MVP you. Arena. 13-11 winners. That is the first place team in the NIL. They are killing it right now, the Albany Firewolves. Looking forward to all season long. You're a terrible person. Continuing to support this franchise. 345 on Wednesdays is when you all season long have heard from the coaching staff players and more. Looking forward to a new conversation tomorrow at 345. Go out and support this team. The most important Firewolves conversation of the year. It's coming up tomorrow at 345. More home games on the way, including a Friday night game in March at MVP Arena. We have more details on that coming up as we get closer and closer to that. But go out and support this first place team, the Albany Firewolves. Whether it's getting those tickets, we hope you can do it. MVP Arena. Follow them across social media. So many different platforms. Leave them some tweets, some Instagram, some thoughts, Facebook, all that stuff. ALB Firewolves. They want to interact with you. and Get some gear, man. I want to see more Albany Firewolf gear across the Capitol region. Supporting these guys and showing that love to a team doing great across the 518s. The Albany Firewolves, looking forward to that conversation tomorrow. Go out and support that franchise. First place and the winners of the biggest game of the season so far this past weekend. I'm going to nerd out coming up. I'm, I'm excited. This is... A full nerd excitement just coming your way next right here. LeVac Goss, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Pay less for the dress. Sponsored by CDPHP is officially coming back to Proctor's Key Hall on March 8th. A chance to buy a new or gently used prom dress or formal wear for just $9.95. Tickets are on sale now at proctors.org and are limited. So get them today. All proceeds benefit the Proctor's Scholarship Fund and the Center for Disability Services. It's pay less for the dress. Friday, March 8th from 4 to 9 p.m. Tickets at proctors.org. A special thanks to CDPHP, Proctor's, and Best Cleaners. A Buff and Beyond Fire Safety Security reminds you to patronize locally owned small businesses. They provide the most jobs to residents in the capital region. Money spent with locally owned establishment goes directly back into the community. When you decide to buy local, it keeps your family and neighbors employed, encourages local prosperity, and keeps our community strong. Presented by Above and Beyond Fire, helping you stay safe for all of your fire protection needs, from extinguishers to sprinklers and alarm. We have you covered. It's not just President's Day at Meridian's Furniture, it's the biggest sale of the year. Come to Meridian's now for the President's Day sale and get deep discounts in all departments. Living rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms, power reclining furniture, home office, and more. At Meridian's, these incredible savings are on the best brands like Fjords, Elrand, Bradington Young, Cannadel, Amisco, King Hickory, Jonathan Lewis, and even Solidwood Amish furniture from Yutzi's Urban Collections. You'll also find presidential savings inside Meridian's giant sleep centers too with beauty rest, living life fully charged with beauty rest queen mattresses starting at just $3.99 or save up to $1,100 off select beauty rest black mattresses and adjustable sets plus ask about free delivery free setup and free removal of your old mattress during the president's day sale going on now at meridian be a furniture shopping mvp with the meridian's value promise always top quality always the latest styles always the lowest possible price at meridian's furniture albany clifton park and meridians.com the IRS finally caught up with Louie. I hadn't paid my taxes in eight years. I owed the IRS a lot of money. Louie was in deep trouble. We're going to take your house, put a lien on your bank account, uh, garnish your pay. They don't care. They're going to take your paycheck. Louie found out about Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients. Optima Tax, they helped me. They calmed me down. They made me feel comfortable, and I trust them. Louie has a lot to be thankful for. I 
don't owe the IRS anymore, and I'm um, able to live a comfortable life, <laughs> a lot better life. It was because of Optimal Tax. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Take it from Louie. If you owe the IRS, don't go it alone. Give Optimal Tax a call. They can help you. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I spray and scrub, but the soap scum in my bathtub is still there. I spray and scrub, but the burnt sauce on my stovetop sticks around. Sprays can leave grime behind, but new Mr. Clean Ultra Foamy Magic Eraser combines the scrubbing power of an eraser with the cleaning power of Dawn to melt away tough messes on contact. Just wet, squeeze, and erase. Stop spraying, start erasing, and clean with more magic than ever with new Ultra Foamy Magic Eraser. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Hookers and weed, hookers and weed. <laughs> that wasn't on purpose. How did that happen? Now? I don't know, but I'm not mad about it. Oh, man. I got to tell you, I know a lot of people keep coming to me lately and going, so hookers and weed. Now, that's fine. But if I'm with somebody else, you got to give me a second to explain before you walk away. You know, that's all I need. So I can go, hookers and weed. Great craft lager. You're going to love it. You should try it at Glenville Beverage. King's Tavern, Latham Bev, LePage's Market. I, love, I haven't been to LePage's Market in a while. I gotta get over it. I like that place. But Hookers and Weed is a great craft beer. It's uh, it's brewed right in Lake George, and it's brought to you by two uh, fabulous, fabulous women, JJ Hookers and Willow B. Weed. So they took the Hookers and Weed last names, put it together, and made an amazing brand that you will enjoy. Hookers and Weed Craft Lager. Go to hookersweed.com today. Check out the store locator for all the great places that you can enjoy hookers and weed. Uh, I'm telling you, I could go for an ice cold hookers and weed right now. Just an ice cold one, just pops, and then just throw it back. What a great way to end the day. Just a big old mouthful of hookers and weed. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Oh, all right. <laughs> Before I nerd out, do you? I'm, I'm going to nerd rage. Do you just want to rage rage after what I sent you? No. He doesn't know. He's not getting them. No, no, no. <laughs> Somebody sent me a message about Syracuse football who will remain nameless. That was a shot. It was unnecessary. <laughs> and you know better. And you know who you are. Okay? You know who you are. Why are you talking about Syracuse football with your nuts on the table? All right. Um, you don't play video games. You, you, you're waiting for the NCAA football game to come out, right? My, I used to love playing video games. I'm not a very good one-player shooter game. Not okay. like GoldenEye, that stuff. Call of Duty, I'm very bad at bad it. Duty. So I found myself playing more team games. I really stopped playing like 10 years ago in my mid-20s just because lifestyle changed, and I love the college football and Madden games, and those are my games. I played a little 2K, but now with two kids, uh, much, much more difficult. So I there's there's certain games that I really like, and, and I know our, our guy Mike from Claim to Fame Entertainment, so they're like, you're a gamer. Stop picking on us. I want more code Red Mountain Dew, Mom. Um, but I, I do, I do, I like a lot of games. I do like a lot of, but good ones. They got to be really, really good games. And a couple years, well, actually, more than a couple years ago, a, lo- a while back, my nephew goes, "Have you played Borderlands?" And I'm like, "I don't care. I've never heard of it. I'm not going to play it." So I played it, and I loved it. It's one of like the most epic shooter games of all times. Like. There was a while where they had a promo that they have the like Guinness Book of World Records had to admit the fact that they had the most guns, the most different variety of guns and weapons and everything in their game. Whoa. 
So they've got a bunch of them out now. You know, there's Borderlands, Borderlands 2, Borderlands 3, Tales of Borderlands. And they will finally have a movie. And I've been hearing about this movie for a while. It's uh, Eli Roth, who, who makes gory movies. And the game was gory, so I'm assuming there'll be some gore in the game, in the movie. Um, the cast blew me blew me away. I was like, I can't, I can't believe this is the cast for the Borderlands movie. The, the trailer comes out tomorrow. So there's a little like snippet of the trailer out. There's the, the tagline is chaos loves company. It is Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Ariana Greenblatt, uh, Florian Montano and Jamie Lee Curtis Whoa. are in this movie. Whoa. It is going to be the best. I think if they do this right, it is going to be insanely hysterically funny. So like, like Jack Black is this little robot called Claptrap. Who says like the weirdest things the whole time? Uh, Kevin Hart is a dude named Roland who's like this this like badass space marine in the whole thing. Kate Blanchett is like she's a siren, which is like she's stuff. Jamie Lee Curtis plays this 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 doctor scientist named Tannis, who like there's there's a part in the first game where you hear Tannis talking about the fact that she thinks her chair is plotting against her, and but they become friends. Chair? The chair. You said chair. The chair. Yeah, the chair that she sits in. Like it's it is it is one of the most well written, insane things you've ever seen in the video game. And I can only hope that they did this they did it justice in the movie. Trailer comes out tomorrow. I haven't been to the theater in a while because this hasn't been something that I couldn't wait to see. I will go see this one in the theater. You have sold me on this, not even playing the video game of wanting to see this movie. And now I'm thinking about this while you're telling the story about the cast. I'm like no, there have actually been some recent movies based off of video games that have been really good. Like the Super Mario Brothers movie. Pretty good. Pretty good. Sonic 1, not so much Sonic 2. Not bad. I don't watch either one of those. I have to watch those ones. They're okay. <clears throat> uh, I know uh, the Halo thing is getting promoted constantly on Paramount+. Plus. It, you know, it's it's true to the game, I think. I, I don't I don't know. But this is... This is going to be insane. So if you had to pick right now, because yeah. I think I might watch the movie before I play the video game. All right. So if you had to make a movie right now, the, the topic overall, would you base it off of a video game, a historical or pop culture event, a sports moment, uh, a music? No, I guess pop culture. I guess there's three, right? It's either you're going to make your movie off of a video game. You're either going to make your movie off a pop culture event or sports. Unless I'm missing one big one there. Like, it feels like video game could be the future of, because everyone doesn't come up with original ideas anymore for movies. They want to do remakes. I saw Twister's getting remade. Everything's getting remade. It's a sequel. Right. Oh, it's a sequel. Oh, I believe it's a sequel. All right. Because I think it's Twister's now. Oh, with an S. Pretty excited about that. Didn't Alien already do that? Aliens? Yeah, but that's, that's one of the, that's a great franchise. They've got new movies coming out, too. They're doing more prequel stuff. I think I'm into the video game stuff having movies because you get the double audience you get the just the regular movie goer and then you get the nerds who are going to see it no matter what i'm into this i think i can sell yeah this is well good there's stuff. certain games like and again it really they have to this is such a well-written stupid game like it's it like you no one should play borderlands and go oh my life is now deeper and more fulfilled like you play borderlands because you want to shoot things in the face there's there's legitimately a character called Shoot him McFace because he wants you to shoot him in the face. Like that's his whole reason for being there. He's a bonus character. You got to find him. Like I'm, I'm telling you, it's a weird game. 
But in the second one, there's a guy named Handsome Jack, and he is the best villain that you've ever, because he just says the most terrible things to you, and you're just sitting there going, why is he so good at being evil? Like, he, it's, he, you know, he is a, uh, he, he is a, he's, he's like, I have, he goes, this isn't about money for me. I have so much money. I have a horse that I've encrusted in diamonds. It's a diamond encrusted horse. I call her Butt Stallion. Like, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's just so, like, he's just so great. And he won, like, all these awards in the video game world. But it's just, it's so well written because you get lost in it. You're sitting there and you're just in this game for no reason. There's nothing, there's no redeeming. It's Mad Max meets uh, Carrot Top. I don't know, like, when he was good. It's crazy. Your excitement about this game, I hope gamers have that excitement about the games they play because it feels like, again, me just being not great at one-player shooter games and seeing the franchise of Madden and soon to be, hopefully, knock on wood, college football this summer in 2K and MLB The Show and everything else, that it feels like sports fan who has a video game likes to complain about, oh, it didn't have this, it didn't have that, it didn't have that. And maybe I'm way too deep into it and it really doesn't happen as often as I think, but that's just the audience I consume. It feels like, LeVac, gamers who play this and other, let's say, non-sports video games have so much more fun and appreciate the game more than sports fan who wants to complain about it not being this, that, or the other. Am I wrong? Is that is that too um, hot of a take there? There'll, there'll be some serious nerd rage if they don't get this one right, especially because they, they've been working on it for so long. Is it Tim Roth? It's one of those. It's getting, they've been working on this for a long time. Like I've heard rumors. I thought they were, I thought they were lies. Like I was like, I could see Jack Black doing it. Like Jeff, Jack Black and Kevin Hart. Okay, they both done Jumanji. They both, you know, uh, you know, J Jack Black was, you know, part of the uh, the Mario Brothers movie. So I see those guys doing video game movies. Kate Blanchett is like a next level actress. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, everything's kind of gone down the pooper since she did the Activia commercials. But she, like, she's in the bear, which you still need to watch. I, I, I'll get around to it. All right, right after I watch Borderlands movie. Um, but it's just like that's that's a cast. Like that is a insanely like that couldn't. This is not a cheap movie. There's no way that this was cheap to make. And like, these are the main characters. There's so many side missions and characters of people that like. And they're all, again, they're well-written to the point where each one of the characters you meet says something at some point that you, if you know somebody else who plays the game, you've quoted. Rank these three things okay. over the course of the next year. Okay. So from February 2024 to 25. Okay. That you will watch. Okay. The Borderlands movie. One. The Bear television show, all three seasons, season three comes out this summer. Or... The Dynasty, now out on Apple Plus about the New England Patriot Dynasty. That's getting good reviews, a lot better than the Brady weird thing that ESPN released. Uh, that's three. That's three. Why that's, like, gonna... that's like 10 for you. Yeah, why the I... Patriot Nation. Like, so far, you, content? You, you've, I I, like, I have to watch those. You, you locked me in a cell, and those are the only things available to me. Is that what I have? So I'm going to watch the Borderland movie, one, two, and three. Uh, the same movie over and over. And you know I hate doing that. Uh, then The Bear. And I'll probably watch The Bear three or four more times. Then maybe Borderlands again. And then I'll watch The Dynasty. Why would I want to relive that evil, evil dynasty? I've got like two minutes here. But you and I are going to have our first NCAA tournament bracket challenge coming up. We're a few weeks away from this. I'm excited to start giving you more Try details. I want to get my daughter in on it. Well, there's the problem, <laughs> right? Because here's, here's what's happened. If you followed the show for a long time, it used to be LeVac's daughter versus me. 
But last year we weren't on the air at the point, so we took a year off. And the year before, I believe she forgot to do her bracket, which is hysterical. <laughs> so yeah. she, and then the other year we didn't do it. So maybe we start a new tradition this year. I don't know. Maybe Rex or Wes is involved. But a hilarious punishment, Levesque, if you were to lose it, have you six hours of the documentary. Oh, no. Get me out of here. <laughs> I can't listen to Brady again. That would be a hilarious punishment, a, a binge watch with Levesque. Oh. The Patriot documentary on Apple Plus. Because it's just like if you zig where you zagged, I probably have a, a Super Bowl or two for the Raiders. That's the problem. I can't. The Raiders were going to be favored over the greatest show on turf. They would have been the favorite. It, I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Yeah, no, g- give me Borderlands. I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. I can't wait for the, the trailer tomorrow. It better be good. It better. It better be good. That's all I'm saying. That sounds like my wonderful wife, Lillian David Fine Jewelers, when I originally talked to her about buying her an engagement ring. No, she never was like that, luckily. But, guys, you have to admit it. Maybe your girlfriend is like that. It better be good when you get that proposal. It bet- If she's given that pressure, whether joking or not joking, the family-owned and operated business, the shops of Wilton Lillian David Fine Jewelers can help you find exactly what she's looking for. I know from experience, guys, my engagement ring, wedding band, anniversary gifts, holidays, I keep going back to Lillian David Fine Jewelers to help Find out exactly what she is looking for. We don't know. We need some help. And Alyssa, David, Tammy, G, yeah, the whole I'm staff I'm excited there. about the Borderlands movie. You think I know what, I, what jewelry to buy? They will definitely help you find it, and they'll help you find the piece of jewelry that fits your budget. What's going on? How does it go this way? What's happening? Lily and David find jewelers. They will walk you through the entire process. Head over there. Shops of Wilton. They will take care of you. When you stop in, tell me you heard about it from Gaz right here. Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. And hour number two. Top four, four. We call it that because it's poop. No, it, it, snacks. The, the two, big, the deuce. It's, this report is sponsored by AutoZone. Get in the zone.